0: Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. In the second reading of today's readings, we hear a great challenge of us all, one that we need to practice, not just in Advent, but throughout our lives, and that is patience. In the second reading, we have James tell us be patient for the coming of the Lord. Now patience is difficult for many of us. You know, many of us we hate to wait. Whether it's waiting in traffic, waiting to check out for our groceries or whatever store we're in. In fact, we even hate commercials. That's why we have a remote control. We are a society that really is on the go. We want to accomplish A lot of things in any given day. In fact, you know, at the end of a day, we take some pride when we look back and we say, you know, we accomplished a lot of things today. Well, I think all of us can agree. The one thing that we all hate, sitting in traffic. Now what adds to our frustration is when we see our destination. It's so close at hand. We see the mall, we see the grocery store or we see the doctor's office, and we know it's not that far away. And yet, we're stuck in traffic. We can't move. So, it gets frustrating, and we get annoyed. Now, for me, my pet peeve is going to the doctor. Now, I always show up on time for my appointment. And yet, what happens? I wait, and I wait. And after maybe 20 or 25 minutes... I get called into the examining room. And what do I do next? I wait, and I wait. And after another 20 or 25 minutes, the doctor finally comes into the room. And then he wonders why my blood pressure is rocketing through the the roof. And so we are people that hate to wait. And therefore, patience is not easy for us. Now, I would argue In some ways, we are culturally conditioned not to wait. If you look over the past several decades, you know, the things in our culture have led us not to wait. That waiting is bad. Instead, being on the go is good. Give you one great example the drive through window. Now, I would say about 50 years ago, in the early 70s, the drive through window was something new. It was a novelty. You didn't see it that often, and when you did, you kind of wondered what it was all about. And yet, now, 50 years later, now we use that drive through window for anything. We hardly get out of our cars at all. We can go to any drive through window and get our food, get our coffee, get our dry cleaning done, our prescriptions filled, even get our banking done. And so it has conditioned us not to wait. Now, what has really replaced the drive through window in this day and age? Well, our cell phones and all the apps on it. Now, we don't even have to get out of our car. We don't even have to leave home. And yet, that is an entirely different homily, and I frankly don't want to get into it. Now, I love the quote from F. Scott Fitzgerald. He describes the three worst things in life. One, to lie in bed and not being able to fall asleep. Second, to try and please someone and never being able to. And third, waiting for someone and they never come. Now, I think that's a great segue into the second reading from James. Now, we all know Christianity, Catholicism, is a religion about fulfillment. We believe... That Jesus entered into this world and through his death and resurrection brought salvation to this world. Well, that is at the very core of our belief in who we are as Catholics. But also, part of Christianity and Catholicism is a sense of waiting waiting to see the presence of Jesus in this world and in our life, waiting to see Jesus' presence in the sacrament of the Eucharist, his body and blood, or in scripture, or in the life of our church. But also, we are waiting to see heaven. That's why we say at Mass in the Nicene Creed at the very end, we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Now, what's required of us? Patience. See, that's why it's a virtue. It's not easy for us to attain, or practice. It takes work. But when you stop and think, patience is important in the most basic elements of life. Again, turn to that second reading. James gives us this analogy of the farmer. After he plants the seed, he must patiently wait for the seed to take root, to blossom and grow. Well, you look at any important relationship that we have in our life, whether it's our friends or where it's our family, our spouse, it takes patience to nurture and grow that relationship. Well, look at the most basic things like playing sports. Regardless of what the sport is, we cannot immediately play well at that sport when we start to learn it. No, it takes time and patience. We must first be able to understand the sport, know the movement of the sport, and the basic elements of it, and the rules. And if it's a sport in which it requires a team, well, then we have to then patiently learn how to play as a team rather than an individual. Look at the coach. The coach has to be very patient with his players, you know, developing their skills, because each player is going to develop their skills at a different rate or a different schedule. And so, the same thing holds true in the spiritual life. Spiritual maturity doesn't happen overnight. It takes patience and practice on our part. Now, James continues. He says, Take an example, the patriarchs and the prophets who spoke the name of the Lord. Well, if you look at the Old Testament prophets... They modeled patience in the spiritual life. Just look at Isaiah. Isaiah, like John the Baptist, is an icon of the season of Advent. In fact, we've been reading from Isaiah in the first reading from the very beginning of the season of Advent. Now, if you listen to Isaiah, he tells us of these visions that he has. The first one is of this great mountain and all the nations of the world streaming up it. Well, the great mountain is God and all the people of the world being gathered to God. Next, he gives us these visions of the coming Messiah, or these visions of the new covenant that will be established by the Messiah and us. Now, realize these visions didn't come true right away. Isaiah, we all know, lived 700 years before Jesus was even born. And so the Israelites, they patiently waited Hundreds and hundreds of years for these prophecies to come true. Now stay with the Old Testament prophets. Look at Jeremiah. He patiently preached to the Israelites despite the fact that the Israelites treated Jeremiah with such great hardships and even threatened his life on many occasions and ultimately killed Jeremiah by throwing him down a well. How about John the Baptist? He patiently waited. He waited for God year after year after year in the desert. And then at the appropriate time, God called him into ministry in order to prepare the way for Jesus Christ. Well, if patience was required from our biblical heroes, well, then it's required of us. Again, go back to that second reading. James says, See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient with it until it receives the early and late rains. Well, what must we do? Well, we have to allow the words of James to resonate deeply with inside of us. Patiently wait for God to cultivate that seed of faith that was planted in us at the moment of our baptism. And through subsequent sacraments, especially the Eucharist, And living a life of stewardship, the seed of our faith eventually grows, and we become the person that God created us to be. And so you say, well, when does that happen? Well, in God's time. How will it happen? According to God's will. And see, that's the message of James. Jesus, yes, he will cultivate the seed of our faith, but we have to therefore be patient and allow him to do just that. James continues, he says, Make your hearts firm, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Well, we patiently practice and live out our faith each and every day of our life. Now, notice that farmer in the analogy. It says he waits for both the early and late rains. He needs them both for that seed to grow. Well, what are those early rains? Well, it's spring rains, right? Spring rains, we know, cleanses and refreshes the soil. You know, nature comes alive, and after just a few spring rains, we see plants and flowers blossom, trees come alive, and their leaves blossom. Okay, well, then what are those late rains? Well, those are the rains that come usually at the end of October and November and even in December. We all know those rains. They're cold, they're stinging, they're driving rains. But again, the farmer needs them both for that seed to grow. Well, symbolically speaking, the spring rains or those early rains represent what? All the good moments in our life. All the successes and all the joys. What are those late rains? Well, they symbolize all the hardships in our life and all the challenges that we face. Now, just as the farmer needs both of those rains to grow, so do we. We need the successes and the joys of our life, but we also need the hardships and the challenges of our life in order for that seed of faith to grow. What's required of us? We have to practice patience. We have to patiently allow Jesus to cultivate and nurture that seed of faith. And it will happen our faith will grow. I'll leave you just one last thing to think about. It's a beautiful quote that I love from Mother Teresa. She says, Without patience, you will learn less. Without patience, you will see less. Without patience, you will hear less. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.